When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is an Ian special report. Now reporting. Former 24-7 champion, Peter Rosenberg. Ian's at six. When the clock struck six, it meant one thing. Bear, I'm doing a show. Turkey, ducky, turkey, ducky. That's great. Now, from the ESPN New York News Desk, here's Rosenbaum or whatever that guy's name is. One of your show is number one. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to ENN. On T-Row. Brought to you by our friends at Slomans. I'd like to start off tonight's ENN by saying good evening to Michael. And I'm miserable because I drink water now. And I'd like to say good evening to Don. He might swing. And to Michael. It's not. Oh, I just bit my tongue. It's not terrible. And good evening to myself. What about Boog? And lastly, good evening to Aaron Boone. Park for three. Yes. <laughs> I mean, the yes is really, it's, it's, I've heard a lot of Marv, okay? A lot of Marv in my day. That Guys, that's as good a yes as I've heard. And he did it on yes. You could have laid out there. Maybe set the next couple plays out. Regroup. No, he's just, he's a company guy. I just put you in a blunder. Jason Tatum. <laughs> After last night's Celtic win in Game 3, here is the Celtic stud saying that the Celtics are in their best when they're in tough situations. Uh, I think that's when we are at our best, right? When we respond to tough situations, when we respond to teams going on runs and things like that. We call the timeout, we regroup and lock back in. You know, I think that's when we're at our best. I think we did that several times a night, and I think that's a, as a result, you know, we end up winning the game. So just being focused and locked in and everybody competing and being on the same page, you know, we're going to need that, obviously, you know, to get the job done. I wish he could have been good enough to score 30 instead of 26. Oh. Boy, it seemed like I, I thought you won the bet. It just seemed like he scored enough for you, but I guess he didn't. It, he started so slow. He right. picked it up in the second half, but I, I mean – but Jalen Brown won them that game. Yeah. Especially his first quarter. Wow. You know, that was it. That was it. Yesterday was a Jalen Brown vehicle. And and Marcus Smart hit some big shots, too. Now, if you guys want to know the kind of guy um, Anthony is, remember how he said he would go along with us on the bet? Yes. Yeah. He he contacted me later to say he did not. He went on his own bet and won. No, what I told you was I accidentally hit the wrong button. Oh, really? Uh, I th- yeah. Oh, I thought you did it intentionally. No, I said I accidentally picked Jalen Brown plus 25 Celtics win. It was almost the same odds as the Jason Tatum. What did Jalen finish at? He had 27. Oh, yeah. Look at that. Why ask Anthony who who he thinks is going to win game five? Anthony, who do you like to win tonight, the Rangers or the Lightning? I feel a lot better now that Stroman uh, Stroman Heedle are healthy. Okay. Um, And if there's one thing we've learned from these Rangers, you cannot – just go off of their past game to say, oh, this is exactly how they're going to play. They play much better at home. They got the home crowd behind them, healthy lineup. 
again, in terms of betting, I will tell you to bet the Rangers. I like the Rangers' chances in this game. Okay. All right. That's no, that's, that's 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 going out on a limb for him. He might swing. What's the line tonight? What it always is. No. Well, the the the, the Rangers will be will be better odds on the money line. You're saying? No. I mean, when you'd say the you know the goal and a half and all that. No. No. I mean, right. I, I don't know. I don't know what the number is. I wonder. I, I, my guess is it's not a great payout for the Rangers on the money line because I'd imagine they're expected to win the game back. They're, yes. they're plus one hundred five on the money line. Plus one hundred five, exactly. Not, so it's not great. That's not, um, you know, the camp plus one hundred five to win on the money line. Yeah, it, it, it means they're barely an underdog. They are just slightly an underdog tonight. And and Andrew, what's the number for Tampa? Minus what? Um, one twenty five. Minus one twenty five. Yeah. So it's just Tampa is a slight. Dog in New York. I wonder if they know, if they've updated that, knowing that Strom and Heedle are in. It's a great point by you. Chickle to our seven-year-old audience. Let's go hey, to. Michael doesn't know anything about hockey. Call him Chickle. <laughs> Draymond Green. Was, Draymond Green was asked how he played last night. Marcus, back right. Marcus Thompson, the athletic. Draymond, how do you how do you feel you played? You like. I thought that was interesting because. Um, one of his kids is literally sitting next to him. Oh, thank oh. you. We're starting to think alike. As as he curses, it's interesting because it's the same night his wife went on social media to say how the Boston crowd is so disgusting for cursing, and his and her husband cursed on stage next to their child. Right. He could have said, I played terribly, but he chose to go with the S word. Interesting. And I, listen, I'm no Puritan here, but... I mean, you, you can't have it both ways. You can't say the crowd is is inflicting all this damage to your children because they're cursing at Draymond Green right. when Draymond well, Green's sitting right there and cursing in front of his well, kid. Well, Draymond addressed it. Let's let's hear Draymond on his son hearing Boston's F Draymond chants. I'm actually happy he saw that because for the rest of his life, we will have the opportunity to talk about. You remember when I went through X, Y, and Z when you were five, and you remember those people were saying this and saying that. Like, it's okay. You can get through it. Ain't no big deal. So that's all it is for me. Yes, my family is livid, and trust me, I get it. I totally understand. But for me, who's raising a young black man in America, for him to understand how this world works, for him to understand how America works as opposed to how they say America works. That was just another example of it. And so, no harm, no foul. F*** Draymond. F*** Draymond. F*** you too. Okay. Well, one, one second. Is he saying they're cursing him because he's black? I don't know if that's exactly what he's saying, but I, I he's certainly tying it all together with, like, America. I because just don't know. I'm, I'm sure that Boston fans will curse at anybody that's on another team, whatever the color is. It's not even like a fun su- subject anymore. No, it's not fun. <laughs> it's like now he, well, his son wasn't there for the F words, was he? Yeah. Well, was the son still there, Andrew? At that point, I don't know. So I didn't see that part of the press conference. If that was last night, then the coverage I was watching, I think, cut away before that. It could have been from today. So I'm not honestly, I'm not sure. I just I, I listen. I, I I heard him. I was with him on the whole part about hey, teaching your kid. Hey, this is a lesson. Sometimes people are going to say nasty things. No big deal. Keep it moving. But when he kind of tried to turn it into a statement about this is what America is, because, by the way, I, I, have, I think there are a lot of things that America advertises uh, as its marketing that are not true. 
That has nothing to do with fans of an opposing team booing an obnoxious and intentionally antagonistic player. Like, it's it's just, Draymond's just reaching to me. Like, there's so many situations in which you could find Boston fans being terrible. But, like, Draymond, seriously? Like, come on, man. It, it, that's, you know how they used to, I mean, let's take it way back. You know how they used to curse at Thurman Munson and Lou Pinella? Uh, they weren't black. They were the opposing team. Stop it. That's not what that was about last night. Stop it. That's a dangerous thing to bring race into everything. I'm sorry. That's not what it was about. As Peter just said, he's obnoxious and antagonistic, and that's the guy they're going to zero in on and curse at, no matter what the color of his skin is. Well, I mean, it was the same thing with Lame Beer in Boston. That's exactly. I mean, listen, with all due respect to Draymond, you're the Lame Beer of Golden State. Like, you're a better player, but it's still the same role. And I understand Boston's an incredibly loaded place where there have been so many terrible racial situations for black players in that town. But this, you know, uh, to say that Boston last night was unusually vitriolic or dirty or any of those things, to me, it's disingenuous. And to say that, like like Draymond's wife said on on Instagram, Golden State fans would never. I, I really wonder what LeBron James yeah. and Kyrie Irving and everyone in Cleveland would have said about that. <laughs> Yeah, they probably don't treat her like that in Golden State. Yeah, of course they never would. You're right. To the Warriors, <laughs> you are a thousand percent correct, Miss Grange. They would never say that to Draymond. And, and do you know that there was, uh, I think LeBron either fouled out of a game or they lost and a woman cursed at him and LeBron, you know, a security guard to their credit in Golden State went up to him or the woman and said, hey, don't talk like that. And LeBron just stared her down. And then Clay Thompson said, oh, boo-hoo. When they... Uh, how, Oh, he. You know, is it so difficult to have somebody yell at you? Come on. Oh man. well, here's Clay. Here's Clay. Maybe let's see if Clay Thompson kept that same energy. Here he is talking about Boston fans' treatment of Draymond last night. It was not a factor. We played in front of rude people before, dropping f bombs with children in the crowd. Real classy. Good job, Boston. Oh, stop. Stop. Like that's endemic to Boston. Stop it. I like the fact that he said it didn't have any any factor in it, but come on, man! Boston is the only place that they curse at people. I'm not I'm not going to stand for it. That's ridiculous. What a ridiculous take! Yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm sure that people drop f bombs in San Francisco. Michael, you go to Yankee Stadium. I'm I'm pretty sure people curse there. People, people curse everywhere, everywhere, unfortunately. Remember when David Ortiz was addressing the crowd after the Boston Marathon massacre? He he, he dropped an f bomb as he was giving an inspirational speech. Well, I think there's a difference between that and and and, and yelling at somebody in a mean spirited way, but True. but prefer professional athletes to be shocked and think and think it's something new or that they're going through something nobody else went through. Listen, I'm glad I'm I'm all good with you. I am all good with the Warriors saying they hate Boston and wanting motivation to beat them. I I, I want a series with some heat. Just don't act like it's unusual or this is any real out-of-bounds stuff has happened. Nothing's happened in this series. Do you know, I, I was at the stadium on Sunday. I was, I was pleasantly surprised. So there were, you know, I guess guys in 20s, 25 maybe, and we we're on the third base side, and they were about a couple of rows behind where I was sitting with the kids, and one of the Tigers was, like, playing around with them, and these guys just started screaming F-bombs at them. And Yankee security ran up and said, and no, no, you're going to leave if you keep that up. And they, sorry, sorry. And they stopped. So it can be stopped. 
If you threaten somebody that they're going to leave and the money they just spent on tickets is going to go down the toilet, they'll stop. I, I, I wish they could be more. I'll say that. I'll say that in regards to the, you know how Draymond's wife felt. I do wish they could be more aggressive about it. Oh, like that's that's great that you saw I, it in that circumstance. I, I do feel bad. I don't think she should have to go through that. No, that's to make not it fun. Seem like that it's only Boston or only New York or only the East Coast or that's the only time it's ever happened or it's it's a relatively new phenomenon. I remember, Mike, we talked about it a bunch of times that Met Astro series in '86, how the Astros complained about how mean the Met fans were to the Astros' wives and to the pitchers that were warming up in the bullpen. And that was, you know, 36 years ago. And, and now by, it's been going on forever. By the way, the, the LeBron situation, right, the woman screamed at him. And it's on tape, by the way. She called him a, a P-A-B. Ooh. And the B stands for itch. Well, it doesn't stand it rhymes for with itch. it. Right. Mm. And you figure out what the other two is. You stay classy, San Francisco. I mean, come on. Clay, stop. Relax yourself. Um, I mean, you, you, go, you go to Yankee Stadium when the Astros, they're screaming F. Altuve. It's a different world now, man. And, by, but, but it's also and it doesn't mean point, it's better, but it's a different world. Accept it. And, and to Don's point, it's not even all that different. Like, it's just, it, th- this has been happening. Everyone gets older and goes, in my day, it wasn't this way. Really? No, it was. Of course it was. My father told me a story. Giants, Dodgers, at the polo grounds. I guess there was some parking lot, Michael, this was way before my time, that had like a, it, it emptied out until like there's, there's like a brick wall. And they, they hung like a Dodger in effigy. It was like a, a, a dummy that they hung uh, over the wall, like against the wall, Peter, mm-hmm. and people were driving their car into the wall to hit this dummy. But like, how moronic! Ah. And that was in like 1954. Exactly, it's it's always been right. Stop. People have always been dumb. I know. It was it still America? Was it, it's the <laughs> same people? No, you think people were going to ball games, getting wasted in the in the 60s, but they were really really gentle. Um, Ebro has weighed in on the subject. Oh, wow. oh nice. He says, y'all falling for the bait and switch with the Warriors. They're only doing this to make Boston look unclassy. Black people love calling Boston fans racist. I know. I'm one of them. This is Golden State's mental strategy. You, you think they got together and said, let's, let's get Draymond's no, wife no, I think, to tweet this out? And- I, think, I, think, I, I hear what Ebro's saying, though, that the conversation starts during the presser. Ebro's. And, and it's good. Thank you, Mayor Adams. And it's good to to have a a common enemy. And listen, you would think the Celtics team would be enough, but you know these days NBA players don't even hate each other that much anymore. So making it the fans may be extra motivation they're searching for. And you know they're just going to be they're going to be even more crazy tomorrow. I just when I heard that it was so bad, I guess I thought it was going to be something worse than bleep Draymond. Like, don't get me wrong, I'd be I wouldn't want people screaming that around my child, but I will say. Living in America in the 21st yeah. century, I certainly would expect if I bring my child to an intense basketball game, they're going to hear inappropriate right. language. I'm sure, I'm sure the chance happened that around 11 o'clock, the kid is probably asleep. And, and one point. other thing I'd like to say, because I'm not defending that. It's, our, our narrative as a country, as a society, is very coarse now. I don't think you can put the genie back in the bottle. I wish it wasn't like that, but I'm just kind of stunned that they're acting like their virgin ears have just been offended 
by this. I mean, they hear it in every single arena in in the United States, and I'm sure they do it in Toronto too. So I'm sorry. I, I'm just not aghast at something that I wish wasn't the case but is the case. That's just the way we are. The Mets will get a boost to their rotation Friday Tell night. Us. How? Tyler, Tyler McGill set to make his return from Tyler. the IL. Tyler, stop. I, I'm not doing it. Okay, yeah, you know what? That's his I, name, I, I dude. Can't kill I don't not. I'm sorry. He, You're backing not... him up, Don. Thank you, Don. Yeah, I mean, listen, I I, I wouldn't do it, but I, I kind of know where he's coming from. So if somebody called you Don Lagracchi, that'd well, no, be because, fine. No, no, no. no if, if my if name, his name was... was Don, and I called him Don, you'd go, "Sorry, you're Don." <laughs> that's right. That that that's. That's the apples to apples comparison. If I just decide, no, 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 it's it's pronounced it's pronounced Don, <laughs> then I would have no problem with Peter. You know, you know what? No, no, I'm going to call you Don. Anyways, Tyler McGill is set to make his return from the IL against the Angels. You're saying it wrong. It's Paul Olden. <laughs> uh, Max Scherzer. About that. Max Scherzer, he's on to bullpen session. Love it. Yay! So listen, we got some bad news. Uh, the Mets dropping a series to the Padres, and that's not what you want, but at least you're getting good news in the form of Tyler McGill's return. Love it. And Max Scherzer. The PGA has decided to suspend all players who are involved in the Live Golf Tournament. Or even if they're dating anybody named Liv. Is that like true? So, yeah. So Liv They don't Tyler? want any kind of association. Yeah, Liv Tyler would not be allowed in the PGA. Mm. Yeah, and... and uh, WWE superstar Liv Morgan. Also, is there a Liv Morgan? There is. Yeah. She's she's also would be out. And and, and uh, Blake Lively. 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 That's lively. lively. I, I, I know. I, no, but see, you see what he did, though? You see what he did? I hey, see guys, what he did. Do you want to do a few more stories on the other side? Yeah, you know what we have to do right now? We have to say goodbye to Yes because oh, they, have the, uh, they have the BP show, and then the game starts at 740 on Yes, Yankees against the Twins. We love Yes. And uh, how, about yes. Some, uh, how about some Summer Jam tickets on the other side as well? Right, so the TV uh, audience is going to have to tune into radio right Ray now Row. if they want to win those tickets. So goodbye to Yes. So, Peter, do your thing. Uh, we'll be right back with more right here. It's all brought to you by Slowman's 1-800-ALARM-ME. Protect your family. Protect your home. Call 1-800-ALARM-ME today. More ENN next, plus Summer Jam tickets on 98.7 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. Well, that's awesome. Looking for more access to the show? That's right, man. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at TMKS ESPN. It is ENN continuing on on the K. Show on 98.7 ESPN. In the next few minutes, going to give away some tickets to Summer Jam, Hot 97 Summer Jam. This Sunday, MetLife Stadium. Tickets at Ticketmaster. And if you go to Ticketmaster.com, use the code ESPN for 25% off your tickets. Michael is most excited, I believe, for Lil Baby. I love Lil Baby. I, I, Don, he's told me he's excited for Shensia. Actually, Who are you taking look, out? When actually, does little baby become baby? And when does baby become big baby? I mean, are there age delineations? 
For the babies? Yeah. Well, for Lil and Da Baby? Well, Da Baby is, God, seems like he's kind of falling off. So Lil Baby kind of has the baby. He's kind of got the baby moniker on Smash right now. Wow. Yeah, let's hear it for ASAP Ferg. So Da Baby has been put in the blender by Lil Baby. No, no, not by Lil Baby. They don't have, like, beef or anything. Okay, okay, no beef. I can't make fun because, you know, back in the day, like, 80s metal. There'd be like guys named Cronus. Not the band name, like the lead singer of Venom was Cronus. Uh, Ebro made another interesting point, too, on the subject of the Golden State thing. He, he said it doesn't help that it seems like you can count on one hand the amount of black fans you see at Boston games. So a bunch of white people screaming, bleep you, to a black guy, bad optics. And I, and I, and I, I think that's a, a point well taken. Um, but we've talked, obviously, ad nauseum about Boston and its history. Um this will be an interesting game for to watch tomorrow night. They're doing it just after 48 hours, guys. You can still do that. It's not It's not often in the NBA playoffs. Game five, of course, is July 10th. <laughs> um, and game, are, a game seven would actually be a great little appetizer because the next day the season begins again. Uh, <laughs> it's Thanksgiving Wednesday, Don, is when they finish <laughs> up. Uh, let's hear Gerard Gallant's big pregame announcement. Uh, will Ryan Strong play and will Filipino play? Yes. Both will be in tonight. Mm-hmm. A man of few words, but important oh. words. Yeah, he doesn't have a lot to say. He's he's good with us, though. But in yeah, he's good pre- with us in these pre games, though. Very little to, to nothing. That's okay. Uh, let's hear play by play from NBC Sports Chicago. This is very interesting. Tony Larusa deciding to walk Trey Turner. With a one-two count. Let's listen. Now, wait a second. They're going to intentionally walk him. On one and two? Yep. Can you explain that to me? I would think you don't want Turner to do any more damage, and you want to take advantage of the lefty-lefty. Typically, at two strikes, the league batting average is quite low. Oh, yeah. Benetti all over it. And, and, you know, you asked why they did it. There's a runner at second. And then with one, two, nothing changed. And he decided to intentionally walk him. I mean, there's a lot of noise about Tony making some strange moves in Chicago. And they're off to a terrible start. But nobody's running away in that division. So, And, and Jerry Reinsdorf, the owner, said the worst mistake he ever made as an owner was letting go of Tony LaRusso the first time. So I, I don't yeah, see the guy getting fired. That's just an odd move. Now, again, I need the feel for the situation. Like, obviously, the thing would be to walk him when he came up. Right. Why right. would you no, wait? No, no one would say boo if he walked right. Turner when he got now, up. Now, the only thing without having seen the game is it did on the second strike he hit a ball like 500 feet foul? Or did, and you're thinking, I, I, oh, God. I Did the guy advance from first to second? Also, what Benetti said is true. If, if you break down – the difference between a 2-1 count and a 1-2 count. People hit under 200 with a 1-2 count, no matter how great the player is. Right, but I, I'm trying to remember what Dodger game because it, it was it was early in the series where Buck ter- took out a pitcher in in the at-bat because like he had like a loud foul. And he's like, all right, I, I just don't like what I'm seeing. I'm taking him out. So that's why I said what was – did he get a couple of really hard hit foul balls? And you're thinking, all right, I'm I'm just tempting fate here. Even with even a one two, I'm not going to take the chance. 
But at the, at the end of that cut, you could hear a fan screaming. It's two strikes, Tony. Somebody told this joke. You could apply it to anybody, but the way the joke was told to me was one time at a game at, at Shea Stadium, the Mets were playing the Cardinals, and Bobby Valentine and, and Tony LaRusso were talking on the field, and the fans screamed, hey, genius, and both of them turned around. Tom Brady. I think today is also the uh, the anniversary of Bobby putting on the disguise after getting thrown out. Yes. What was that, 99? I think so, yeah. 99, baby. How did that actually happen? And hey, 99, you know, baby. You can get away with it. But, Peter, you know what you got back then? Disrespecting the game, making a mockery, a joke. It was funny. Because <laughs> I, I think what he was mocking was, you know I'm going to be right around the other side of the wall managing the game anyway. That's a joke as far as I'm concerned. Now he deserved to be disciplined. I think he got a game for it or something or fine. But you know what? It was funny. Tampa Bay Bucks QB Tom Brady uh, addressed reports on his supposed rift with Bruce Arians and the interest in joining the Dolphins, he was adamant that there was no rift with Arians, who, of course, announced his retirement before Brady announced his return. But he didn't deny reports that he spoke with the Dolphins about joining. I think for me the most important thing is where I'm at now and what I hope to do for this team. That's been my commitment to this team and this organization. It's been so much fun for me to come here two years ago. It's been almost two and a half now. And it's been an incredible part of my football journey, and it's not over. Mm. Mm. Well, so that's all he wants to talk about. But he was under contract and was talking with another team. So let's see if the NFL has any onions, because he's kind of got to be disciplined. He, ha- he has a year left on his contract with Tampa Bay. What gave him the right to discuss it with another team? And so the Dolphins true. should be disciplined too. Well, that just might be on top of all the other discipline that Ross is going to get at the end of the day. File this under most perfect hire that we should have seen from a million miles away. Okay. Longtime defensive coordinator and sometimes head coach Greg Williams has started his path to the XFL. Um, Of course, you know, he he served a one-year suspension in 2012. Oh, sure. In the Bounty Gate scandal, and he will serve now as a defensive coordinator. In the XFL. Love it. Perfect fit. Perfect fit. Um, Charles Barkley had a lot to say, including the fact, and this won't come as a surprise to anyone, that he does not believe the Brooklyn Nets should sign Kyrie Irving to a long-term deal. Not a shocking piece of news. We also have Tony LaRusso's response to walking him on one, two. We do. Yeah, he said, is there some question about whether that was a good move or not? That wasn't a tough call. What? Yeah. Hold on. Okay, can I follow up? Yeah. Tony. Tony. Yeah. yeah. Hey, Peter Rosenberg, Upper West Side Rag. Um, uh, but why wait till the count's one and two before the walk? I thought it was a really easy decision. Right, but if thank you, Coach, one more. If it was so easy, why didn't you make it before the count was one and two? Because I wanted to make it at one two. Right, you got to realize what, what you got to defend Tony Larusa. Here's how he sees it. Here's the Tony Larusa prism of that conversation. He is a brain surgeon, and a five year old child is asking him a question about brain surgery. 
<clears throat> That's the way he's looking at it. Like, I'm Tony LaRussa. I see baseball different than you. You're a moron. How dare you ask me that question? I want to tell you a quick Tony LaRussa tale. <laughs> Every time you ever, I mean, this has happened to me at least a dozen times. Whenever you walk up to Tony LaRussa before a game and say, hey, Tony, how you doing? He will invariably, I guarantee it, say, I'll tell you in three and a half hours. <laughs> That's Tony. He has never answered that question any way but that. I'll tell you in three and a half hours. It's a thing. No, no, no. It's only a thing with him. No, so, I've heard that before. But, but it's like his life, it, whether it's good or bad, only revolves around whether or not they won or they win. So, how you doing, Tony? Well, I... You know, my, my kids just got 13 scholarships right. to MIT. Well, I'll tell you, at the end of two and a half hours, or three and a half hours. My Tony LaRusso, you know it. I brought in that giant cowboy game from 1980. I had it on TV, and he was in the studio, and you were back at the stadium. And during the entire interview, he was captivated by this game from 30-something years ago, and he just couldn't believe I had a copy of it, and he just <laughs> staring at the TV. My other Tony LaRusso story is that me and Brownshire were, um, or Brownshire and I were at the yes. Garden, and we walked out after a Nick game, and out there is Tony Larusa. Wow! Browncher is like gobsmacked, Cardinal manager. Oh my goodness! And Tony was wearing all three of his World Series rings. Oh. <laughs> it is so Tony. All three, not just. I mean, because World Series rings are humongous. If you wear three of them, you can't close your hands. If you know what I mean, they're all spread out because you can't like bring your fingers together. It's just it's not allowed. And he actually let Brownshire look at, look at him, and the rings too. It's one thing to bring one out. All right, it's a night out, garden. Somebody might want, to, but really, all three, all three is just the height of arrogance. And then it, if you if you met him like recently, he has all three, and he's carrying a little replica of the world, uh, the Hall of Fame plaque. That's, not, that's yeah. not true. Yeah. Did did Brownshire give his undercarriage a little? How's your father? <laughs> what? <laughs> All right, guys, it's time for tickets to the hottest hip-hop show of the year, That's Summer funny. Jam 2022. Everyone's on it. Lil Baby, Lil Dirk, Pusha T, a tribute to the great DJ K. Slay, and so much more. The first caller, 888-987-ESPN. You're at Summer Jam this Sunday, MetLife Stadium. Tickets at Ticketmaster.com. Promo code ESPN for 25% off. It's supposed to be beautiful on Sunday. If you've never been to Summer Jam, it is an experience that every New Yorker should have at least once. (laughs) Undercarriage? I've never heard you say that in all the years we've worked together. You've never heard the undercarriage getting a little how's your father? No. It's almost like back of your belly. I mean, where'd you unleash this from? It's, it's, I've had it there for a long time. It's an Austin Powers reference. Oh, my goodness. Too bad we're Don, not on yes now because I'm assuming Don is red. Don's close. <laughs> oh, there he goes. There he goes. Can't breathe. You got to just sit back, Michael. You got to sit back and wait for it. <laughs> Should I break, Peter? I don't know. It's still going, so it's, it's almost now crazy. Okay, I think you, so funny. I think you can and then go. he went right into he went right into the right in the summer jam. Undercarriage the jam, amazing. All right, we're gonna come back, Don. Hopefully, we'll have stopped laughing by then. And then he's got the big uh, Ranger pregame show starting at seven. Kayla Greco Rosenberg, laughing gas in you right here on 9870 SPN. <laughs> 
Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. Hear more of Michael, Don, and Peter live weekday afternoon starting at 3 on 98.7 ESPN in New York. The ESPN app, the TuneIn app, or on your smart speaker. Hey Alexa, play 98.7 ESPN.